learning to become aware of God's presence in your life, that he's always working, um, whether you realize it or not. So really growing in this spirituality is saying like, I'm going to be intentional and try to see him working um, and give him that space to work as well. Yeah, that he's always trying to speak through people, through situations we're going through. Um, if we allow him in or trying to be mindful that he is working in our life, that we can, that he can do a lot. Welcome everybody back to Valdoco Salesian Family Podcast. I am Father Steve. Hi. And today we have a guest calling in from Louisiana, New Orleans. We have Brother Tom Junis. How are you? I'm great. I mean, weather's getting warm again. It was kind of cold down here. And I mean, like the 40s, which is cold for us. So, you yeah, know, it it's like, warming up. It was like 12 degrees the other day here. <laughs> so we don't feel bad for you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Brother Tom is a teacher, right? You're a teacher down in our Archbishop's, Archbishop Shaw High School in uh, New Orleans, West Bank. Yep. And uh, West this, Bank. Is, this is your second year there, no? Yep, second year. Very nice. Oh, really? I thought it was more. Yeah, than... time flies. <laughs> so good. This is the second episode of the second season. And we are here uh, yeah, looking to explore the Salesian spirituality. Um, but first, as we always do, we have a little some questions for Brother Sam. So keep the tradition going. So Vicky, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Wow, I'm honored. All right, brother. Uh, football or basketball season at Archbishop Shaw? That's tough. Uh, I I feel like I have to say basketball because I'm the chaplain. Oh, so right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so they, it's funny. Yeah. So being the chaplain, I have to have the gear because I I'm also the chaplain for baseball. So if you would have said basketball and baseball, that would have been real tough. Okay, well, like, um, let's edit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely basketball. How's the team doing so far? Oh, they're good. They're two and zero in district. Uh, I think their overall record is fourteen and two. So yeah, we're rolling. Awesome. Oh, good. This must be the prayers. Good cool, chaplain. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my this or that is hot weather or cold weather. Which do you prefer? I would say like right now it should be cold weather. Um, being oh, from Illinois, your personality. I like, I my first well because i miss the cold weather i miss snow like i love going for walks in the snow i don't think oh, beautiful. <laughs> so peaceful and still i'm with you i'm with you it's i like that to look at yeah so but if it's cold you got to have the snow if it's just cold without the snow then no okay I can, i'm behind that i'm with you okay next question so this comes from your spirit week posts okay, okay. So the chaplain for the Cardinals or for the Miami Dolphins? I feel like I got to say the Miami Dolphins because no, it no, seems no, like they no, need. No. This is this or that. So you pick the preferential. My, <laughs> Miami Dolphins because they need more prayers. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're struggling. They're struggling. You're right, Hopefully one day they'll get better. <laughs> and last question for you. Bacon, egg, and cheese, sausage, egg, and cheese. Mm. I'm going to say sausage, egg, and cheese. Sausage and cheese. Ketchup, no ketchup? No ketchup. Maybe some hot sauce. <laughs> All right, down in the bayou. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. So real time. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the, the podcast. Thanks for making the time for us. Yeah. And uh, today we are gonna start off. I mean, last the first episode we spoke about like this adventure of the spiritual life that we kind of used a quote saying that we are loved but not safe, and the spiritual life is unpredictable and it's an adventure and all of this stuff I know that this is a 
we're not meant to have a comfortable life, um, but we're meant to have a holy life. And that could be ups and downs, joys and sorrows, all that stuff. And so one way, or really the, uh, I guess the most important way for us to live this Salesian spirituality is this of ordinary life. Now the day-to-day living out our spirituality, living out our, our faith in the day-to-day life. And so that's kind of what we were hoping we could talk about today and get your opinion and get your feedback and how you live that out and what that means to you and, you know, being a Salesian, because you've been a Salesian now for how many years? When, when did you make your first profession? Uh, 2019. 2019. Okay. So it's been, yeah. Maybe 2018. You should know that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just I just renewed for three years. So I've been a I've been been in vows for three years. Yeah. Okay, the vocations director should know that. 2019. 2019. There we go. Well, um, yeah, why don't we just start out with why don't you give us a little introduction of yourself? Why don't you just where you're from, how'd you end up here? Something quick and simple to, to get to know you a little better. Yeah, so originally from Illinois. Raised Catholic, went to Catholic school my whole life. Um, and I would say really started taking the faith seriously. I'm trying to live out my faith uh, senior year of high school. And that kind of carried me into college and being involved at the Newman Center. Um, there's a group of sisters there that really influenced me, made me try to live even more the faith um, authentically and courageously. Um, and it was really them who kind of pushed me into the direction of the Salesians. Um, they're like, yeah, you seem like you're vocation is religious life. Um, you seem like you need community, like you're so involved with us. Um, and at the same time I was studying education, I was about to get my degree as a kindergarten teacher. Um, yeah, so the Salesians, I kind of took St. John Bosco as a patron. So I knew St. John Bosco for a long time before I ever knew the Salesians. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, you love St. John Bosco, you should look into his religious order. So start doing spiritual direction with the Salesian and now it's because I've been in formation for six years. Uh, yeah. January first is my an- anniversary of entering formation. Wow! And how is that? Uh, how is that education degree for kindergartens working out in high school? I think that's my favorite. That's my favorite part. Every time like, I was going to be a kindergarten teacher, I'm like, God, I love that. That's. Awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, got kindergartners like can't control themselves, falling out of their chairs, like high schoolers Just can't like control themselves, like falling out of their chairs. Yeah. The conversations go a little deeper. Yeah. But uh, no, it's good. It's you see the basis there in kindergarten. You're teaching the basics, and still some of those basic skills teaching. Yeah, no matter what level you're at. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, then we'll talk about daily life because this is something you wanted to talk about, which was really perfect. Uh, Brother Tom sent us a DM and said, "We'd love to be on the podcast and talk about uh, spirituality of ordinary life." And I was like, "We're doing spirituality, so Perfect. it worked out." Um, but then, so could you tell us, um, tell us about the spirituality in your own words? Like, what does that mean for you, Brother Tom? And then also thinking about the like person of Jesus, the incarnation. How does that relate? Like, how do those two? How do you see that coming together? Yeah. So the idea that I'd say for me, the spirituality of daily life is learning to become aware of God's presence in your life, that he's always working, um, whether you realize it or not. So really growing in this spirituality is saying like, I'm going to be intentional and try to see him working um, and give him that space to work as well. Yeah, that he's always trying to speak through people, through situations we're going through. Um, If we allow him in or trying to be mindful that he is working in our life, that we can, that he can do a lot. Yeah, because that's one of the things that was, we're never not in the presence of God. 
No, and so I know one of the Silesians made this because it's you know let us let us put ourselves in the presence of God. No, and they always try to explain that like let us recognize that we are in the presence of God. No, like it's that little change of I understand the concept of putting ourselves because we do have to like mindfully we have to make ourselves aware and put ourselves in that presence, but to make sure that we we recognize that we are always in the presence of God. But then what does that look like for you on a like a day-to-day basis, I guess? Yeah, for me, it's just definitely waking up and saying like, yeah, trying to be mindful, like giving this day to God, um, knowing he's at work. And I think and this is a lot from like St. Francis de Sales. It's like offering different moments of your day to God. So like before every class I teach, I ask for God's grace during this time. I offer the time to him. Um, and accept all things as coming from him. So that's a big part of like St. Francis de Sales. Like before you start any activity, like just invite God in, ask for his grace and be accepting that like whatever happens, like God's going to be able to use it. That's every, I start my class, um, every class that way. Um, so the guys all here, hear me say it all the time. Yeah. I don't know if they really understand what I'm saying, but I should explain it to them sometime too. <laughs> but you say it out loud. Like you pray out loud. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, and then we're with the incarnation too. I always start with the Angelus um, idea that, like, yeah, Jesus became flesh. Um, that in the Old Testament almost seems like God is distant, even though He's so close. So He says, "I'll send my own Son as a human being, so you can know how close I am to you. Um, I, I I become like you in all things. So there's no doubt that I'm not close. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That is, and I think it's important for us because we can forget. No, we can forget, and I think we. We were listening to these days, um, the Silesian family days. Uh, we were listening to one of the presenters and they were going through Francis de Sales because we're celebrating the 400th anniversary of his death. So a lot is on on St. Francis de Sales and, and what he has you know, given to us, the Silesians of Don Bosco and the Silesian family. Um, but a lot of that was, we, we speak so much of like the vertical, like seeing God as above, like we're praying to him, like he's kind of distant. And then to recognize that, that real presence of, of the incarnation and how close he is and side by side and how he is, uh, we encounter him in the people that we meet and, uh, you know, the, the events that we have throughout our day. So it's, but it's not, not always easy. No, it's not always easy. You know, I know when I taught my three years in, uh, at Slesian high school in New Rochelle, like there were days that I, I ended up at the, at the end of the day and I was like, I don't think I thought of God at all today. Like I, what happened to me today? You know, it's just some of those days are, it's not as easy. So is there something that you do to kind of remind yourself or something to help you get through the kind of the ups and downs? And definitely, like I said, praying with my students before class is a huge one. Um, like the great gift of having a chapel in our house and chapel on campus. So when I can to make a quick visit yeah. um, to remember Jesus in the Eucharist. So then to remember if he's present in the Eucharist, he's also present with me throughout the day um, as well, spiritually. So just that little reminder. Yeah. He's saying, I'm still here yeah. um, to make those little visits and me saying like, okay, I'll try to pay attention. <laughs> just what that, it, too. that was another thing like about said, the sister. Yeah. What yeah, is, yeah. yeah. It was like, well, first of all, I missed it the first time around. I don't know if you also missed it the yeah. first time around. It was one of the other panelists, like quoting the sister that was also on the panel. And but she was said, a, she was a visitation sister. Yes. So she was a, the order that St. Francis, the sales and, uh, 
Jean de Chantel. Nice. They found it, yeah. Nice. So she was one of those, a visitation sister. Yeah, and she had said, like, um, you know, it's the same as when you're in front of the Eucharist, it's the same as, like, when I go out to the chicken coop yeah. to get the eggs. <laughs> and it's like, he was like, it is the same. Like, you're still, like, as long as you're being intentional, right, like, that it's still the same process of being, like, in front of Jesus. Like, if we really believe that he's part of our everyday life and he's right next to us, like, he could be, he's right next to us. You know, like then it's all it's all just as important. It can be it's that intentionality that really like comes through if we are intentional about it. Yeah. Like actually like journeying with Jesus. And do you have when did you like know of this spirituality? Like when did you has this always kind of been part of your like personality, like this way of living, or this was attracted like attractive for you from the beginning? Or uh how did that how did you end up kind of here i think just definitely like my upbringing my parents being very down to earth um just trying to make little things of prayer and the idea of trying to remind us to pray before we go to bed things like that um then i guess in high school kind of losing that and going on retreat in high school like kind of brought that back of like the importance and that god is always with me and different trials um, in high school, definitely made me think of God, of course, those moments of struggle make us lean more on him. Um, but then it was really in college, the sisters who definitely formed me in college, their spirituality is also based on St. Francis de Sales. So okay. yeah, how God works. Yeah, it's crazy. I just think it's like a, it's just beautiful. The really the simplicity of it. Of I think also of just how you said it, like just inviting God into those moments. Like as soon as you wake up, like my day is going to be for you, like whatever you allow it to. And I think it's that like beautiful part of like the invitation of that the Lord like sets for us, like that it, it could either be our whole day is centered on God or none of it is, or some parts are right. Like that you remember and you're like, Hey, come here. Um, but yeah, I just love that. Like invitational piece that that really is like the key. I feel like to like the ordinary life, like lived with God. Um, I was hoping somebody was going to bring up that word simplicity. Because I, I was just reading right now a uh, book on St. Francis of Sales. And uh, in the book, it said, true simplicity brings deep intensity. And for me, that's like a really, that's like beautiful for me. Like if you're really simple, you're going to be very intense about every little thing. You know, that everything that you're doing, you're going to do it well. So if you're cleaning the bathroom, like it's a simple task, but you're there, your presence and you're doing it for for whatever you're doing it for your community you're doing it for uh, but but god is present there and it, it can become a prayer and um so just living a really simple intentional life brings a beautiful life of prayer and, and closeness to god and, and recognizing his presence so it's uh yeah and then to be able to do that in a high school to be able to do that as a chaplain to the basketball coach the basketball team um and baseball and baseball <laughs> Um, I, so when we were talking about, like talking about this episode, the scripts, all of those things, we're thinking of you specifically, right? Because, you know, you're going to be on this episode and you're here. Um, but I was thinking of, like, we talked about what we were on the Southern SLR. So you go to theology soon. Um, so like this spirituality in transitions, um, but also like finding one's vocation, right? So you said that it was part of like the sisters that helped you discern, but like you're also going into something big this summer. Um, but yeah, just if you could talk about that, I guess, how you could see this being part of your life, but then also 
thinking about those that might be discerning a vocation, how could this be helpful? Yeah, before you start, though, just real quick on, uh, no, explaining, no, no, explaining okay. the situation, because oh, okay, okay. Brother yeah, Tom, yeah. like with the Silesian formation, yeah, Brother well, Tom, he was, yeah, exactly, so he, he was in uh, philosophy studies for two years, and then he's just now finishing his two years of what we call practical training, so he's teaching, and then part of our formation is now he's going to go to formation or go to theology for four years, which means uh, right now he's looking like he's going to Mexico, no? That's yeah. the plan. That's but the plan. So that you yeah, never know. Never know. <laughs> so, uh, so he'll go to Mexico maybe this summer, do some language study, and then to start his theology, I guess, um, God willing. In so Spanish. in Spanish, wow. yeah. So hopefully you didn't forget Vicky's question, but uh, yeah. just to let every, let everyone know, kind of our formation <laughs> process, like that's part of our. So now he's finishing his uh, finishing his teaching and then going to going to theology. I'd say with like the discernment of just seeing like many moments of God just like slowly drawing me to where I am today, going into college, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, my sister-in-law was like, I could get you a job doing before and after school care. I was like, well, I'm a college student. I'm going to need money. So yeah, I'll take any job. <laughs> um, then I came from a big family, like lots of cousins and stuff. So working with kids, lots of younger cousins, so stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and just like falling in love with like working with young people, just like their joy. Um, yeah, they're just great. Um, and then from there, it's like, oh, maybe I should study education because I enjoy this so much. And start studying education. And then like in college, the sister's like, you want to go on a mission trip to Miami um, to do a summer camp? I was like, once again, this is like all the Holy Spirit because like back then, like at I think that was like my second time flying. They convinced me to go to Miami before. Wow. That was my first time flying. And I was like, man, just go to Miami for a whole week and put on a summer camp. Um, but I did it. And just like, once again, just and that, and that moment was like, not only am I getting to like work with young people, but also the importance of faith in it. Um, yeah. So getting two things that are so important to me and that I loved, and those coming together. Um, and then from there, it's like, they're like, you should discern religious life and little moments kind of lead me to that. And then like little moments lead me to the lesions. This is like just every day, just like little things. Um, and just me being attentive to that. Um, like the fact that the lesions at that time were in Illinois, um, yeah. not too far from me and I could meet with them and a cooperator had just been put in charge of the Newman center. So he'd always be talking to me about his lesions. <laughs> Plus the sisters, like their support in it. And I was leading a retreat and one of the Salesian sisters came. Um, and just like right away, just like so many little things. Um, that luckily, like I was present to those moments and seeing God working was able to bring me to this moment. And even like with this transition, um, definitely a lot of fear going, I've never been to Mexico before, never lived in a foreign country. Um, How's your Spanish? Working on it. Working on it. <laughs> working on it. Um, but that's so they're going to throw me into Mexico this summer. And like, I'm going to learn and survive or, learn. or else not. That's the best way to learn. It really is. But yeah. Just even with that, just like that transition, just praying through it. Like where, how's God working in all of this? Um, and like, luckily for us, like for our obedience, it's always a conversation. Um, yeah. Even like the provincial, like, how do you feel about this? Um, and just so many little things. We had um, one of the teachers from the, well, she was a student. Now she's one of the teachers there come and visit our community. 
um, last year. So I'd like to get to know her. And there's another guy I was in formation with um, who's down there. And so like talking to them and talking with people that have been down there, just is just like random moments of God putting those people in my path um, and like sparked a conversation that brought a lot of peace about going there. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So just seeing like, yeah, if you're open and being attentive, like God's working. Um, yeah. And yeah, part of that being trust too, like, yeah, because they asked like, how do you feel about this? And to be honest, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems a little scary. Like, I don't really know Spanish. Um, but it seems like this is where God is moving me to. And even just other things of, I remember going home for vacation this past summer. And I had friends who are seminarians. And I'm just talking about the need for Spanish speakers in the church to work with people. Like yeah. there's so many faithful people want to be active in the church, but aren't like accompanied, aren't brought in because of the language barrier. Um, so once again, just like feeling God speaking through those situations, like, yeah, you need to go here. You need to learn the language yeah. um, for my plans for you. Like, I don't know exactly what that means yet, but <laughs> yeah, he's working. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, because I do speak Spanish more or less, I can get by, I can celebrate mass, I can hear confession. And really, it's, it's really a beautiful experience to be able to enter into a relationship with somebody being able to speak the language, you know, like it just opens up so many different doors. And uh, so I really, I'm blessed that, yeah, I had the opportunity to learn Spanish before I came in and now trying to perfect it and trying to work on it because I, I don't use it as enough as enough as I should. So I'm losing it. But uh, let's do a yeah, let's <laughs> Espanol podcast in Espanol. <laughs> when you come back from Mexico, you'll be uh, <laughs> if we survive that long four years. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that was a real need, honestly, until school because of like I grew up in Miami. So then it's normal. It's very normal for there to be multiple Spanish masses on multiple days. Um, and it was only until I was in the, until it, until I was in grad school that I like, people talked about it. There was this also a little bit of like an animosity towards like people having to learn another language or like to, but it's a huge population of our church. And I think we probably forget that a lot yeah. that like speaks another language. Um, and they are, they're super faithful and vibrant and have these incredible communities and traditions that they bring. Um, that are just, yeah, so there really is a real beautiful need, but beautiful that I think you can recognize that because it's one thing for all of that to happen in your life. It's another for you to be able to like name it and look at it and be like how you said it. I, I wish I could say it exactly you did, but you were like that. This is, this is part of God's plan for you. Like, yeah. This is where God is leading you so that you can do the work that he has set for you. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. There's two things that you said that really, one was like the attraction to recognize that we are, we are being led, you know, like we are being attracted somewhere. And if we could allow ourselves to just go on that journey and to trust. And the other thing is that you like pray through it. For me, that was a beautiful thing that you said that we, no matter what you're going through, no matter what transition, no matter where you're moving job change or school change or whatever, that, that you need to pray through it. You know, that God is working. God is revealing. God is attracting you. God is, you know, giving you the grace you need to get through it, but that you may um, pray through that, you know, to be able to recognize his will, recognize his presence, all that stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's something that we need to learn. It's a habit that I think we need to form to be able to spend every day and through every moment trying to lift our minds to God and to pray through it. Um, yeah, it's not easy, but 
we uh it makes all the difference really it makes a huge difference in our lives because i was like one of my thoughts with this podcast on like ordinary life um like seeing for how long like through high school and stuff like that like i really didn't see god working it wasn't really until like learning to make that personal time of prayer that like you learn how god speaks you learn like like his love and that he is present so then you're like looking for it um and even things like learning um and it's even a part of like saint francis sales is the examine um the importance of like going through your day and like reflecting like where was god today yeah um to stop at the end of the day um and too a beautiful part of that is like praying for the next day too of like what kind of things are lined up for my day tomorrow and what grace do i need to really enter into those well yeah so the importance that you could never live like the spirituality of ordinary life without also like those set aside times for prayer and to learn um, how God speaks in like scripture, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you need those things to learn at first yeah. um, to be able to recognize it more in the daily life. And that was the big genius of St. Francis of Sales and St. John Bosco were the small visits, you know, taking little visits. Okay, maybe you don't have a, like a church or a chapel next to you or close by, but to take every once in a while, like five minutes, you know, just to be quiet or even a minute and just to say, okay, like take a deep breath, recognize you're in God's presence, say a little prayer, like throughout your day, just making these small visits. If you want to be like pious about it, like your inner sanctuary, your inner monastery, whatever it is, like you kind of recollect yourself and, uh, and call to mind that you're in God's presence. And so maybe you don't have an opportunity to go to the church or, you know, visit the blessed sacrament, but you can still make these short little visits um, throughout the day. Yeah. And I think the more intentional you are with like the prayer life, I think that the more language you have to communicate with God, the more you understand your own like way of communicating how he is communicating with you. Because I think that's, that's the challenge of, of prayer is that it's, it's so different, right? Like the way that Father Steve prays, Father Steve prays is not how I pray, like very different. And I'm sure it's the same, but I like the examine was introduced again in my um, graduate program. And I, it's so difficult for me. It's very difficult. Um, Cause I don't remember important parts of my day, like little things will stick out, but nothing when it's like, what was challenging about the day? I'm like, it's already gone. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> like it just disappears fast. But the more that I would do it. So there were semesters that like, it was part of our spiritual formation in class, the better I was at remembering. And then that part of like, what's going to happen the next day? Like, what do you want to take in with you the next day? What do you want to prepare for? Became easier. But then when I stopped, right, that language and the, the the ability to like reflect back on the actual moments of the day where, okay, I was intentional about my time with God or I wasn't, or where did I falter or whatever the difficulty of the day was able to stand out in a positive way, positive because I could use it for like, how am I going to prepare or, you know, get through the next day or how am I going to navigate the next day? Um, but it does, it helps whatever. And I think it's just finding whatever works for you, you know, finding that, that tool, not tool, the rhythm, um, from our first episode, um, <laughs> that helps you like find your prayer with God and help you navigate that ordinary life. Like the, the simplicity of it, or, but like, it doesn't have to be simple and boring. It's not mundane. It's like this real, the beautiful intensity of it, like that you can get deep with God by just thinking about him. Um, it's just, honestly, it's awesome. It's just a beautiful gift that he gives us. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think you're exactly right to that freedom and that openness that it's, it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all like 
like this is how you have to pray this yeah. is how you have to live your spiritual life and mm-hmm. that if we are really honest and authentic we will learn like god god will teach us and i think that's something i always whenever i try to introduce like the our father prayer you know that jesus teaches us how to pray and he continues to teach us how to pray and so we need to learn how i am going to pray like what is what is my personality and what is my like good times of the day that I can spend? Maybe I'm a morning person. Maybe I'm a night person. Maybe I am very active. So I like to go for a walk. Maybe I'm more passive and I want to sit down or maybe I need a little background music or whatever. Like there's so many different things that we can help. Um, so it's not like one cookie cutter way of, of praying, but really allowing God to accompany you and attract you. And, and it's, it's your spiritual life. Like he is it's relationship with God it's your relationship with God, you know, and it's yeah. the church helps us obviously going to mass and all of these things and, and Lectio Divina and reading the scripture and all these are tried and true <clears throat> throughout the tradition, no, but we're going to enter into that as me. Like I enter into those moments of prayer as me mm-hmm. and then not as somebody else. So I heard somewhere and it was talking about um, that, like every life at the end of your life, you could have your own prayer. Right. So um, that throughout this, this faith journey that you're pulling pieces of things that you've heard that make sense for you and your prayer life. And you come up, essentially it's your own Hill Holy Queen or Hill Mary or our father, but that it's this like set prayer that like just summarizes everything that you've been saying to God over and over and over again. So instead of like, you're praying the our father, like what if you take a piece of the, our father and a piece of the Hail Mary and whatever you're reading scripture. And like, there's a verse that stands out to you and that becomes part of what you implement into your prayer. So really it is whatever works for you and like the words that you need to say to God yeah. to get that prayer out. Amen. <laughs> uh, one more thing that I want to talk about is, uh, and it's we didn't speak about this before, but this idea of reconciliation, um, because I find that to be a, I was also reading something right before this and speaking about like freedom and the grace and we're going to make mistakes, we're going to sin, we're going to fall short and like we need to clean we like we need to clean house we need a like a pure heart we need that grace of reconciliation in order to continue to deepen this relationship and in order to deepen this spirituality of of daily life so i don't know if you can just speak quickly on maybe your experience of because for us lesions no the eucharist and reconciliation are two pillars no so maybe reconciliation in your own life or working with high school students of this trying to get get through this, that we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect in this world. No, it's perfection only comes fully after we die and God willing, we make it to heaven. Um, so in this life, we're going to need these moments of forgiveness and reconciliation and everything. So I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit. I think for me, that thing is always like freedom. Our hearts going to be like tugged in all these directions because of sin. Um, or we like going to be, allow ourselves to be free through that sacrament of reconciliation. I think past couple of years, that's just been a big theme of like scripture talks about the freedom of the children of God. Yeah. Imagining and like prayer, like, what does that look like? What does it mean to be truly free? And to working with high schoolers, it's like, how often do they struggle to feel that like freedom to be um, yeah, children of God, to be themselves without constantly worrying about like how others will perceive them. And then like, not to pretend like I don't struggle with that too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, always feeling under a microscope. Um, yeah, the beauty of like only how God sees us is what matters um, and going to reconciliation and like once again, knowing that I'm a beloved child of God, like no matter what 
sins I've fallen into the past or will fall into, like the Lord wants to forgive me and to like set me free. And just like knowing that freedom, like without that, I'm not going to be able to recognize them. If I have all these other attachments, all these sins that need for yeah, forgiveness, to reconciliation, to be drawn back to him and have that openness, that grace we need to live that freedom so we can recognize him. Yeah. And that's a beautiful note, the beatitude, the pure of heart and they shall see God. No, and so sometimes we limit pure of heart to only like sexual things or sexual sins or whatever, but pure of heart is really this simplicity of no attachments, no, like my, I'm devoted to God. I live my life for God every day of my life, you know, to have this purity, this uh, purity of intention, purity of life, purity of thoughts. Um, and we will really begin to see, I mean, miracles. We will see God in our life. We will see, we will do really, really amazing things with, with God's grace. Little by little, though, no? Day to day, every day. One last question. Favorite one. The favorite one. Could you give advice to young people? So about ordinary life, but then also to younger Brother Tom. Yeah, that God's always working um, in so many little things. I think that's a big thing. And yeah, like I look back and I joke, I call myself like a punk in high school. Um, (laughs) It's like the nicest way I can put it. Just like, what a punk. yeah, just to like allow myself to be loved by God and like to see him working. Um, like thank God the hindsight and be able to see like in those moments of struggle in high school and other times it's like God is, was always there. Um, yeah, so thankful for that. Knowing he was there or else I wouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. And two, I guess a big part of that reflection was like in the ordinary life is like the glory be. Um as it was in the beginning, is now, will be forever. Like God was there in the past. He's walking with you now. And like, he knows your future. Like, yeah. So every moment he's there, he's got you. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anything else you want to add? Uh, just shout out to all my Shaw boys and the AOL girls. Um, like God, can you bless them? I said, I'd give them a shout out. So. <laughs> we love shout shout out. out. We love shout outs. Yeah. Shout out to Shaw. I was supposed to be down there in January. I missed out, but hopefully in April. I hope to come down in April. So, nice. I, uh, yeah, would love to come visit Archbishop Shaw, AOL, and uh, the good old West Bank of New Orleans. <laughs> West Bank is the best bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brother Tom. So, to finish, we always ask the guest if he could uh, lead us out in prayer. So, if you don't mind, just finish the episode, giving glory to God, and uh, finish us with a prayer. Thanks. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. God, we thank you for your constant presence in our life, your loving presence, your merciful presence. Um, just open our hearts to really recognize you. Give us that freedom that you want so badly for us, that you are willing to draw so close to us to take on our humanity. Just help us to know how much you love us, Lord, that you are present to us. Ask us all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Miracle of Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray for us. St. Francis de Sales. Pray for us. St. Mary Mazzarello. Pray for us. us. (laughs) We love the sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brother Tom, thank you so much. It was great to see you. Maybe next time we'll be in person. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe you in April, you and Father John or 
yeah. Father Steve. You could have two Father Steves on one podcast. Wow, amazing. <laughs> All right, great. So thanks, Brother Tom. We will see you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you for the next episode, which uh, I don't know what's going to be on yet. I forget. Doesn't matter. Join optimism. So we'll, nice. we'll see you all next next episode. God bless you all. And uh, yeah, peace.